Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Today is Tuesday, November 5th, election day here in the U.S. for our local municipal elections. It's also apparently bonfire night in the U.K., so my calendar says. Do I even want to know what bonfire night is? You know, people in the UK really like to set bonfires. I'm just saying, you know, maybe it's the Celtic thing. When we were in Scotland uh, many years ago, we were there over Hogmanay, and we happened upon a torch-lit parade where people were handing out these huge, uh, like, three-foot-long wax torches that they then lit with actual fire, and these masses of people paraded through the streets and then pers proceeded to set fire to um, a couple of wicker effigies. One was kind of like a monster-looking creature, and the other was a Viking ship. And David and I were terribly amused by the whole thing. It was one of those things that we just happened to happened upon as we came out of a restaurant and people thrust wax torches into our hands. The whole time we were thinking they would never let you do this in America. <laughs> Maybe it's our early colony days. Uh, but then Dublin had all of these fire coats when we were there for Worldcon. So they're clearly paranoid about fire, too. I don't know. It was an interesting thing. So anyway, Bonfire Night. Somebody who knows. Tell me about Bonfire Night. I could Google it, I know. But, you know, then I go down a rabbit hole and I try not to do that. So... Let's see. My note for today on the NaNoWriMo folks is, and I think this is going to be not something that people want to hear, but I'm just going to throw it straight out there, that NaNoWriMo is not going to get you a complete novel. No matter what they say, no matter what the billing is, um, for some reason, 50,000 seems to be a happy number for people. You know, like there's the 20 books to 50K, there's getting the 50,000 words in a month. And, and I've talked with the NaNoWriMo founder, and he told me that it just seemed like a good number. <laughs> a reasonable amount to shoot for. And, and I think it is. I think it is a reasonable amount to shoot for. And that's why I'm a big fan of using it to build the writing habit. But, you know, just for a little bit, for those who don't know how such things work, and it's interesting to me that people don't know how long books are words-wise, which why would you know? if you're not in the industry. But if you are in the industry, it's something that you just know like the back of your hand. I mean, it's like knowing, um, oh, now I'm not going to be able to come up with a good analogy. What would be another profession? Um, it would be like being a stockbroker and not knowing what the percentages on the Dow index means. I mean, you just, it's something you learn. Now, I did not know when I started out, because I was not in the industry. And it was back in the days where, um, really almost before ebooks, 
when I started writing fiction, and I was trying to figure out how long a novel should be. And there was not an easy way to figure out how many words a novel was. And so what I did was I took five books that I loved in the genre that I enjoyed, and I typed in to my probably word, I think I was using word perfect then. I miss word perfect. Never going to let go of missing word perfect. Uh, I typed into word perfect five pages of each book and ran the word counts on those so that I would know what the average number of words per page was in the different size books. I, they were all like, you know, different. One was hardback, one was mass market, one was trade, that sort of thing. And at that time, I didn't know what the different sizes were called. I just picked different size books with different size print. And then I calculated it out from the number of pages in the book to figure out how long the books were. Uh, you know, now, now you kids, you have much easier ways to figure this out. <laughs> but back in the day, yes, I had to type those pages in. And it was probably good practice for me because in the same way that students of painting practice by recreating paintings done by masters, trying to imitate their brushstrokes and trying to figure out how they created the effect that they did, it can be useful to like type in or write out somebody else's story that you love because you start to get a feel for the rhythm of it in maybe a way that you can't get in any other way. I think that's useful for any pursuit. If you can figure out a way to, you know, find an artist that you love or a practitioner who does something in a really excellent way and see if you can imitate them. It doesn't mean you have to always Im imitate them, but it's a great way to learn. Goes back to our monkey see, monkey do roots, right? Once you can imitate them, and you get a feel for it. It's almost like a muscle memory thing. Then you can move forward and do it your own way. So anyway, what I discovered then was like the longest book was something like 400,000 words, which I now know is a very, very long book. Most books, especially if you're going to take them out on submission to an agent or an editor, are 82 a hundred thousand words. That's it can vary a little bit by genre. Science fiction and fantasy are more tolerant of longer books, but even then, longer is like a hundred and twenty thousand. Some of this has to do with bindings. That if you make the book too long, then it goes outside of their kind of their budget for setting the binding, and they have to go to extraordinary measures to change the size of the book, which is funny. But, you know, so if you're self-publishing and you're only doing digital, then it matters less. But readers do have certain expectations for how long a book will be. And we're very accustomed to a novel being somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 120,000 words. Um, most of mine come out somewhere around 100,000. I think Orchid Throne is like 110,000. There are shorter books that are like 60,000 words, 
most of the Harlequin categories are in the neighborhood of 60,000 words. And if you think about those on the shelf, those are very slim books, right? For awards, generally, and I'm going to even, since I'm a director at large for stuff where I should know these things offhand, and I don't, I because I always forget, like, partly because I don't really write novellas. I know that it's different. Let's see. So there's RWA's definition for the Rita Awards. And then there's Sefwa's Nebula Awards. I'm sorry. I'm going to see here. What I think for Rita's, it's 40,000 words. But let's just see here. Look at those rules, contest rules, categories, category descriptions. Okay, so, okay, so RWA has divided it out that a novella is less than 40,000 words, a short historical romance or short contemporary romance. No, they're slightly different. Um, okay, so short contemporary romance is 40,000 to 56,000 words. A mid-length contemporary romance is 56,000 to 80,000, and then long is 80,000 or more. Um, and this is somewhat arbitrary because RWA has divided it up in an attempt to make all of the categories have an equivalent number of entries. So historical romance short is 40,000 to 83,000 words, and historical romance long are 83,000. So really, you could say that I was lying when I said that 50,000 words won't be a novel. All right, now let's go and check out the Nebula rules. Okay, novel is 40,000 words or more. All right, so legitimately 50,000 words is a novel. But it, it's unusual to have a novel that short. And the main reason that I bring this up is that, especially, you know, that NaNoWriMo, as I keep saying, is great for building a writing habit. And I think it gives people satisfaction to say that they've won when they've completed their 50,000 words. But you're not done at that point. And I feel like it relieves some of the pressure if you don't feel like if, you know, like if only I do this, if only I meet my daily word count, then I will walk away with a finished novel. No matter what, you're not walking away with a finished novel. Even if you write really clean and you're only going to write a 45,000 word novel, by the time you finish your 30 days, there's still revision. People still have to go back and polish. Um, there's, it's just, there's no way around it. So I offer that by way of uh, offering a bit of, I don't know, um, what's the word I'm looking for there? I'm sort of thinking of Catholicism, and it's not penance, but forgiveness, that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I think I, oh, I did. I left my 
heat on under my pan. I was thinking it smelled pretty warm. I'd ran some water in there so that it would... Uh, that wasn't very good, Jeffy. That's what I get for being distracted author. It's all right, though. I'll just let it cool off before I run water in there. So the idea is, is that I feel like you should give yourself room to not be worried about finishing a novel. Um, I know that's important for people to say, oh, I finished the novel. But... I feel like that's a really secondary effect of this kind of effort. Even if I just did just prove myself wrong, <laughs> that 50,000 words can be technically a novel. Um, otherwise, I am still working on The Fate of the Tala. I have, I'm at almost 63,000 words now. I'm predicting that this book will this draft, at any rate, will finish out around 92,000 words. So I'm closing in. Um, I also put up a pre-order link today for uh, The Fiery Crown, the second in the Forgotten Empires. Uh, St. Martin's has gotten that loaded up. So that's available for pre-order. It's not out till May. Oh, but this is pretty exciting. So, mark your calendar, May 17th, it's a Sunday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I am going to have an event here in Santa Fe at George R. R. Martin's Jean Cocteau Cinema. And so, if you've been thinking about visiting Santa Fe and you want to come, uh, this would be a great event to come to Technically, the Fiery Crown releases a week later on May 26th, but we're going to have finished copies there so you could get them early. And it's going to be a party. I'm going to think up fun things to do. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about having some kind of contest or raffle um, to bring a lucky reader to Santa Fe, help defray your expenses, come to Santa Fe and hang out for a weekend. I don't know. I'm thinking about that. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I don't know if George will actually do the one-on-one -on -one interview. He's been, it sort of depends on whether, how busy he is. Sometimes he defers that to somebody else. The other cool thing is that uh, George emailed the other day. I'm on a email loop with him and some other New Mexico science fiction and fantasy authors. And George is opening a bookstore right next to the cinema called Beastly Books. And it will have all of signed books by the various authors who have come and presented at the Cocteau Cinema. It's a great little art deco cinema that he bought and rehabbed. And then there's a little stage so that they do the interviews. And George is, is a surprisingly good one-on-one -on -one interviewer. One of his many talents. So that's big news of my life right now. And I don't think I have much else. So I'm going to get back to work. I will, of course, mention to you that first cup of coffee as part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more podcasts that you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. I've been finding some too. 
So I don't, <laughs> I'm one of those terrible people that I don't always listen to podcasts that often, but I've been finding a few and I, now I'm starting to get addicted. There's some fun stuff out there. So I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.